0: our story has yet to be completed. Follow us into adventure. Welcome back to the podcast. It is I, Grognard the Young. The Young Grognard, you may have heard of me and my podcast. We are kicking it with the Begs of the Herald of Steel campaign. With the adventure, the master. And the quest, we're actually starting a new quest. Uh, entitled Lightning in a Bottle. Uh, our party in the last episodes uh, had been sent on something of a wayward quest to go find some stranger off in the woods of the elves of Thalvir Wood. go find some guy who apparently has ties to the Isafel-Eur, uh, hoping to find some information on where to locate these goobers and how to behead the goober snake that controls this whole machine. After finding out some very unsavory information uh, about the cult itself, the uh, clan there, Um, it appears that the party are going to have to go to a strange mountainous location known as Boltscrag Peak and go take care of whatever it is that guards the gnomish outpost, dig down deep into the heart of this place and find the eyes of failure, hoping to destroy the aspect of failure itself that calls the dark heart its home. Our party was last seen on the road uh, traveling... Back towards the mountain of Akeratos so with that uh, I guess the first thing that we have to decide as a party uh, is which direction we want to go to get there now because you guys are in an interesting point uh, if you guys would like to travel by road to the mountain itself oh well yeah okay never mind I'm looking at the map now for you guys and the map Kind of shows it's pretty much a straight line following the road. Uh, you're going to have to head back north a bit towards Eagle Heart, but yeah, it shouldn't be too hard to get to that location without you guys having many well-defined maps all your own. Um, but with that, it's pretty much going to be a lot of just traveling with horsies. Um, you guys had last spoken with the uh, Obroth, the uh, leader of the monks there at the, uh, at the uh, Ivy Fortress there. Um, And I don't believe you guys stacked up on any major resources for travel, but uh, it looks like it's probably going to be about 10 days journey to get to the location you guys are headed to, or at least to the mountains and start your masterful ascent. So would you guys like to tell me about your massive role-playing trip as you guys are going to be traveling quite a long ways and I'm gonna give you just some bullet notes for the uh, for the trip. You guys are gonna be traveling through the plains for the majority of it, uh, and then hitting the foothills for the second half. So it's gonna well, so I guess it's 50-50. So five days of in the plains, five days of in the of the hills. And I'll say this much: once you guys hit the hills, it's just gonna be a snowy slog for like the last third of the trip. So it's just gonna be like a foot and a half of snow on the ground as you guys are traveling. So. Why don't you guys go ahead and rattle off some of your wonderful, beautiful, magical improvisational travel. So We're going to
3: have, have to hunt for food, aren't we?
2: Perhaps. I mean, how much food do you guys have? I've got 12 rations, so...
1: I've got five days of food.
3: I have one ration left, because I thought we used all our rations when traveling to the Wood. Oh, I'm, gonna to, I'm gonna have to gather.
0: <laughs> yeah, you also gave all yours away before we left, so you got just the perfect amount to get to the woods.
3: <laughs> I know, I'm gonna have to gather.
1: Although I believe Obra did give us, I think, a day's worth of rations to see us yeah. on away.
0: So you guys at least got an extra four. So how much how much does Darzak actually have? I was looking it up. I have I have 10 rations left. Okay, so we have I th- I think if my math is correct, we've got about, what, 28 rations amongst all of you? So that's seven out of the ten days for the whole clan to eat if you guys are going to be sharing. Pretty much just feeding Anton.
1: Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think with Anton, we don't have any choice but to share. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, just, uh, yeah. Anton, here's your one allotted meal for breakfast. We need
0: to have
3: equal shares, people.
0: <laughs> yep, and I will give you people one share. meal so you don't give away the rest. yeah one meal a day that way you don't have a surplus to trade away to smelly hungry people um okay so i guess my question then is uh would the party like to hunt in the hills or hunt in the plains
3: let's say the plains first
0: that way if you guys don't catch anything it's not such a big deal yeah gotcha
3: all right
0: so in that case uh we can count this as part of the traveling routine here uh, can I get a survival check from somebody to locate some foods? As I got this. I've never hunted for my own food before, but I definitely could do it. <laughs> Ronan, did you want to give him guidance?
3: Uh, <laughs> okay. Sure. Do
0: you even have guidance? Didn't we have this issue? Yeah, I have guidance. Can, I have guidance. Is there I have any guidance.
1: water that I could go fishing in?
0: Um, instead? I, well, I'm going to say because the there are actually no major rivers. You guys
1: are going to be passing. okay.
2: Yeah. Okay then.
1: Yeah.
3: You're at a plus two.
1: Today. Ooh, here we go. Here we go.
0: Oh god, here comes the fumble. Are we really fumbling this early? Did you fumble? No. You got uh, I got a. T- yeah, I got a two. I got a total of four. All right. So on the first day, <laughs> there is no luck in catching anything, and you guys stand out in the middle of a tent, and they're being like. They'll come by soon. Yeah, guys, I don't
3: right. I don't think right.
0: food is in the planes, so that's that's on us
1: for being wrong about that information.
0: <laughs> so we'll say the first days hunting doesn't go over well at all. Would you like to try again uh, after everybody does their improv notes for the planes? I, I can give someone else a turn because obviously there's nothing here, but
3: yes. You can't use survival if you're not proficient, right?
0: You can use survival if you're not proficient.
3: Ooh, maybe I'll try it. <laughs> uh... 17. Wait, no. 20. <laughs>
0: Naturally. So <laughs> Jarzak and Anton are out there like, don't worry, buddy, you'll catch something. Anton turns literally around and there's just uh just a just an elk laying on a platter with a bunch of vegetables everything steamed up and he's just like, oh no i have fallen and i cannot get up into the slick of warm butter is this parsley praise I smell? The light. and then the elk just says wait what did you say he's <laughs> like praise the light yeah it is kind of a nice bright day out here a little bit warmer than usual what's that knife for just just no, Anton, I'm looking for food. We're not praising light right now. We're looking for food. <laughs> Anton puts away the flashlight. Um. <laughs> but yeah, no. I'll say that you managed to find an elk, and with the weapons you guys have at hand, you're able to wound the elk and take it down, providing enough meat for you guys, the whole party for two days. Nice. But back to the uh, the uh the little issue floating in the room. Let's get the improv notes for the planes, y'all. I'll tell you what. Anton and Jarzak went hunting together. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, perfect. Alright, I would we'll click on Norhill, Do
1: So, Norhill while we travel is going to try to keep everybody's spirits up with some war stories.
0: Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> could, you, could you give us an example of a war story from Norhill?
1: Uh, so, let's see. So, he's going to tell the story of, you know, tracking like you have some very tricksy Robin Hood style bandits through the woods for weeks, running into all kinds of like, yeah, the uh, Scooby Doo, like Rube, Girl, Rube Goldberg type traps and stuff. And you're just all like the misadventures that he got into with his four buddies. Um, although after a while, I imagine it starts just being like the same story over and over again. But yeah, they didn't run into that much interesting stuff.
0: Fair enough. I was going to say. Sounds like at the end of it, it's gonna have a very unsavory ending where Norhill's like, and then we found him and I cut his head off, and that was about it. Just kind of like one of those Robert E. Howard Conan the Barbarian tales where they have like ten pages of build up to this final boss battle, and then it just ends with Conan cleaving its head off in one swing, and you're like, there, there was no fight. Like he just walked <laughs> in and cut its head off.
1: Yeah, it, it is kind of a lot like that. These are professional trained soldiers against hungry bandits out in the woods. It's
0: not very pretty. So basically, Norhill went off in the woods got home alone by some bandits and then chopped one of their heads off yeah i mean i'd be lying if i said i wasn't you know kind of expecting that ending but anyway okay fair enough i'm sure everybody's spirits are well risen uh what about- <laughs> thanks for that
2: bud clica <sighs> likes the stories that have like a moral what was the moral?
1: <laughs> now the wood a safer place. Oh. <laughs> the uh, lesson you learn is you
0: don't mess with the dwarvish armies. Got it.
2: Yeah, I guess... Um, maybe uh, one of the nights while we're traveling... As we're settling down for camp, we see uh, like a cool natural ph- phenomenon like uh, the aurora or something like that. We all just sort of get to watch that together and just see the way the lights dance across the sky and everybody's has like their own people's like stories for what those are and what they mean. Why don't we say that it's um, instead
0: a meteor shower? We'll say something like that. That's fine, too. Yeah, just a whole hail of shooting stars. Does anybody have any major things to add to this natural occurrence?
3: All stars are light.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All the constellations matter. They're just too far away to be as bright as our sun. Okay, so Anton shows up to ruin everything by being like, they're actually my god, but <laughs> well, your folktales are wrong. <laughs> All right. Okay, and so after these wonderful days of traveling, <laughs> yeah. do you guys want to try one more trip hunting while in the plains?
2: Sure. sure. Klica can give the help uh, action.
0: because to- uh, we got that elk last time if you want to go this time. You know, it's only fair to switch up the groups well i think anton may have just rolled but i think anton i got it go i got a
3: nine eight. i don't know how, how you well
0: out. if click gives a help action you can roll for advantage
2: i need to roll above a 10 though right on a mm-hmm. survival yeah yep. i got a 13.
0: oh so that means you got advantage come on anton let's get a caribou
3: i created shit.
0: oh no <laughs> <laughs> So I just didn't feel about getting way too much food? <laughs> so that the party traveling down the trail, you guys can see as you're starting to enter the more hilly territory and approaching deeper hillocks and larger like slopes, you guys can see what could only be described as like a full-on 18-wheeler styled wreck where you see a group of carriages that have toppled over the hillock and slid in the snow and crashed in a bit of a gulch. It looks like everybody who was here like, kind of left and abandoned everything that was there, leaving behind lots of goods that were kind of broken or torn open or whatever. And it seems like a bunch of animals may have come through here and taken whatever, but there's nobody to be seen except for just a whole bunch of broken carriages with a bunch of usable wood for fires, as well as about 15 total trail rations out here to be taken. Oh my God. Amongst the wreck also, or any number of other like usable goods for travel, including like, you know, five pots and pans. You also have a series of like cutlery and knives and whatnot, some small bags of, um, you know, like flour or whatever, It you know, basics, but for what it's worth, it could be worth a lot for you guys. So pretty much if there's anything you need in stock, you can probably find it amongst these ranks. The only problem is really expensive or valuable
2: things are definitely taken.
3: We'll each get five rations if that's the case.
2: There's 15. We'll each get four, uh, except for somebody who gets three. I'll, I'll oh take my three. God.
3: Yeah, you're right. I can't do math today. I think I, I'll, are, take...
2: Yeah, I'll take three.
3: Okay. Okay.
0: And so, with that, I'll say that uh, Anton was able to tell by the guiding light of the sky that something might be over <laughs> a hillock, only to find that that's the case. So, with that, the party, after these five days of traveling, finding the rations and whatnot, Um, you guys are now at the I guess the the base of the hills and you guys come to that junction from before over by Dustwind where you guys begin to head north on your way up into the uh, hills and up into the mountains of Akeratos so once we go traveling up this way now that we're on like the road where the hills are where there's a lot more traffic but a lot more snow can I get another bit of improvisational travel time?
2: is gonna make snowshoes for herself want to say that you uh found snowshoes on the uh little caravan that's fine yes that way she doesn't sink all the way up to her chest in the snow well yeah we'll say that she's she's come a long way in her
0: practice with her snowshoes and is no longer making uh what's the word i'm looking for unwanted snow angels hmm Anybody else got any hilly tails? Uh, Jarzak's gonna look for like a rotted out log or something and go empty out his uh mites he got last time they were in the cold, <laughs> which they probably didn't survive, but that's okay. I mean, I'm going to say they probably didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like a day or two ago, so. What, the termites you said? Yeah. Uh, You got that in the first leg of traveling out here So that was about, at this point, 11 days ago Oh, perfect (laughs) Definitely haven't been keeping them cold or fed (laughs) He just goes, lifts the log up He's like, "All right, little guys, here's a new home (laughs) I just fall out like little black pepper flakes onto the snow (laughs) He's like, little guys? Little guys? Pokes at one
3: Little guys!
0: (laughs) Just one tear rolls down his face puts the log down on top of them. Uh, they'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. A small hymn is played in the background in the language of the uh, little bugs. Um, by who? I don't know. Um. Okay, and so now, who else has got something lovely to tell us? Anton and Norhill, what you got for me for the hills?
3: i will still be on snow-clearing duty.
0: <sighs> just,
3: just going at it with
0: one might even call it Snow Patrol.
3: Snow Patrol, <laughs> Burning Hands.
0: Ronnie, right, you can't just Burning Hands the whole way. That's so wasteful of those spells, and not to mention, you can't use it that many times.
3: I can't I, use like Word of Radiance that many times. It's a cantrip. <laughs> I that like that does Isn't um... that
2: holy? dare not holy damage, but uh, it, it might it be. Dare. I don't think that's fire.
3: <laughs> A burning radiance. You're right. That's not fire. We'll say that's that. We'll say that, when,
0: we'll say that on the particularly <laughs> snowy days when the party has to begin travel again in the snow, and the caravan has been like snowed in pretty well. Uh, Anton's uh, expert level of of spell casting. He's able to cast the burning hands to dig out the ruts, so that way the uh, the wheels can start rolling again. Hmm.
1: And Norhill would like to help with snow clearing a little bit um, by fa- by you know maybe finding like a fallen logger you know just something heavy to tie up behind one of the bigger and stronger horses so that as it walks it sort of you know just moves over a section directly behind it so that everybody else can follow along when Anton can't help anymore.
0: That sounds pretty legit putting that horse to even more work than it already is, Anthony. I like the cut of your jib. Perhaps you may want to work with the doerger when you're done being a normal dwarf. <laughs> like, how can I take this already working creature and make it do even more
2: work, but passively? Hmm. <laughs> it's called optimization. Okay, Dan. Yeah, you
0: ever heard of Henry Ford? <laughs> but anywho, okay. And so at this point, uh, the party has traveled well enough into the trail heading back north towards Eagleheart and the uh, greater part of the Amarothian coast to the east. uh, When you guys are at the foot of what appear to be the Keratos mountains, um, where you guys are standing now, you can tell it's going to be a series of probably three days of just mountainous climbing to get to the highest peak. If you guys are moving quickly, but because of the snowy conditions, it's probably going to be another five days of travel and it's going to be arduous and it is not going to be friendly. So what I'm going to need from the party now, in order to travel uh, deftly up here, I'm going to need you all to pick either a physical skill or the survivor's survival skill if you have proficiency in it and roll a skill check for me.
3: I don't have profession for, I don't have, I'm, I'm not proficient in any physical. Well, I yeah, think. you can
0: just roll a, a raw physical stat 17 Constitution. Okay, so just by sheer will of endurance, Jarzak just continues to muscle his way up, continually tripping, falling. falling We got this! We still got this, guys! (laughs) Yeah, I
3: guess I'll have to do constitution, because wisdom's just mental, right?
0: Yeah, Yeah. I meant the wisdom only for the survival, if you could use that one. What's Norhill got? Uh,
1: That's going to be an 11 Athletic.
0: Okay, so we'll say just by sheer bulk and strength, Norhill's able to lift himself up on rocks and climb over pieces, pick people up by the hand and pull them up over rocks as well. What do we got for Klika? I think I got a 17 acrobatics. Okay, so she's just light on her feet and able to climb up and legless her way up little bits of snowy peaks and whatnot. Like,
2: Klica, could you stop so jumping nice off awesome. of me?
0: No. <laughs> yeah, we're just springboarding her. Uh, and what about Anton? I imagine by the kooky look I got from Ronnie for a split second, there uh, maybe nothing good.
3: I'm just trying to think of what's the best thing to roll because none of really the physical stats are in my favor.
0: Yeah, take one that makes sense.
3: Because uh, wisdom wouldn't make any sense at all. Neither intelligence or charisma. No, like
0: I said, the three physical ability scores are. Around. So that's. Strength, uh, decks, I'll try cards.
3: Constitution. That's my best bet. Can I cast? Yep, that was Jar <laughs>
0: No, you can't cast it on yourself. No. No. Damn it.
2: But thanks for offering it to all of us.
3: (laughs) 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 I could like cast it. Oh yeah, I could have cast it on all you guys. Sorry.
0: Oh no no, don't worry about that, Marani. (laughs) Remember, this is your game to win; their game to lose. I
3: only got thirteen.
0: That's fine. So you managed to just stick with it and muscle your way up too for the first day of travel. Um, so the party at this point are going to have to abandon their uh, horses and carriage because traveling up into the mountains like this is just going to be too much for them to go over some of these rocky passes. So did you guys want to say you left them at the bottom of the hills? Or did you want to say you left them like on this first level of mountainous climb?
3: How long are we going to be gone? How long will they be left alone? <laughs>
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess, like I said, it's about four more days of travel up the mountain to get in, and that's not counting for how long it's going to take to get out. I'm going to say it's probably only going to take three days to get out, but...
1: It probably makes more sense to leave them at the base before even starting the climb. Because at least if we leave them there, they can just sort of wander off and wind up somewhere relatively safe.
3: Yeah, that might be best. (laughs)
0: Okay. All right. So we'll say that we leave them behind at the base. Okay. And so now, on the second day of travel, um, have we all been keeping track of these food rations? Because I believe at this point we've spent the 10 traveling there, and now we are on a ration number 11 for the party, climbing up the mountain. And okay. as we move into ration number 12.
1: That we've before, I've only got two left.
2: Yeah, I think everyone has two, and one person has one. Well well we yeah we got two
0: at the beginning so the two days worth of food mm-hmm. right that's what I'm
1: counting. Okay.
0: Okay, yeah so, so I, I still have a couple left. So with that now could I get one more of those checks? You guys can do the physical stats or you can do survival. You could choose to do the same one, do a different one. Ronnie can give guidance to some person. Seventeen again.
3: Does anyone feel in need of guidance?
1: Uh, Cleek is good. Athletics, Norhill's fine.
2: Okay. Cleek got uh, 21 acrobatics. Okay.
3: 15 constitution.
0: Okay. And what did Norhill get?
1: Uh, 14 athletics.
0: Okay, so using the same general senses of, of uh, lightness of the foot, athletics and general sense of uh, uh, willpower and stamina, the party continues to make their way up the mountains. As you continue up into deeper into the mountain, uh, you notice that the trees have all but left. And at this point, it's just blankets of snow as well as rocky crag, like outcroppings out here. The party on every night seem to find a little footholds in the walls or find themselves in little crevices that they can sit in and make campsites into. Um, but what I'll say is on the third day, as the party leaves one of these little rocky outcroppings and heads out to the cliff face where they have set up their camp, um, you can tell that this, uh, the cave that you guys were staying in only dips back about 15 or 20 feet into a small circular crevice. And pretty much your like, front, how uh, do I wanna say it, like The porch to this like cave system here it stretches out about another 30 or so feet, making the whole shape of this place look almost like a, like the birdie when you play like badminton, you know what I'm talking about? So it's got kind of like a conical like end, and then the center is like the spherical kind of shape. So before you, at that sort of conical kind of shape here, Um, You guys can see that the wind is stirring brutally right outside of the cave this morning as you guys are getting up to head back out onto the mountainous path. And you can tell that the wind has been kicking up like brutally the snow in front of this place. So would you like to proceed as
1: normal or what? The cave seems natural, right? Yep.
0: Yep.
2: Like it puts on her wingsuit and jumps off.
0: Oh, very good! I'm glad you packed that. <laughs> I was worried that you weren't going to be able to use that in this. <laughs> I mean, we we went on the Wikipedia page for it and everything. Yeah. So what's the plan? Are you guys going to
1: proceed as normal? What do you do? Mm-hmm. We. Uh, remind me, like, we know what landmarks and stuff to be looking for, right, from uh, Oprah's description of the doors? From what
0: it's worth, uh, sorry, for what it's worth, you guys are pretty much just climbing to the peak on this side of the mountain, and apparently it's supposed to be, like, peering out at you when you get close enough that it's hard to miss Bolt's Crag.
1: It
3: might be hard to miss in a storm.
1: Does it seem like it's about to storm?
0: Well, no, but it's particularly windy right outside of the cave entrance.
3: What's the chances of us getting blown off the mountainside?
2: Well, it depends. <laughs> Are you proficient in wing your wingsuit? <laughs> yeah. If you have wingsuit proficiency, you should be fine. We all took that feat, right? Well, it's part of my background. Daredevil. No, <laughs> oh, I thought it was part of your background. Dipshit. But... <laughs>
0: All right. So in that case, uh, what's the part you want to do?
1: So Noriel is going to go out to the entrance of the cave. Are, am I able to like see the nearby mountain peaks?
0: Yeah, it's like right above you guys. Like, I guess the way I would describe it is this is sort of like a niche to kind of like cut away in one of the paths leading up. It's not like a defined path, but it's like the clearest path to lead up to the nor- uh, to the highest peaks on the western side mm-hmm. of the mountain, and so. Um, for what it's worth, you just basically have to leave this little foothold conical area and just climb back onto the normal mountainous path and be on your way. But my point is, is again, is there's just a tremendous amount of wind
1: right outside
0: of the cave entrance.
3: Wait, that might not be, like, normal.
1: I've mentioned <laughs> it four no, times. On, on, a, on an unprotected mountain peak with no trees or anything, high winds are very common. Um, so Norhill is going to you know step out and sort of test the wind a little bit. And also, you know, just look around at the nearby peaks that he can see and see if he can use stone cunning to detect any sort of unnatural stonework so that we can, so, you know, because if he can spot the doors, you know, that means we can pick out the most efficient path and have less chance of being blown all the way back down to the base camp with the horses.
0: Sure. So I guess if you could summarize, what, what is it you're actually trying to do right now?
1: Uh, So Norhill is going to go stand out uh, in the entrance to the cave and just examine the mountain peaks for unnatural stonework.
0: Okay, sure. Um, I'm going to need you to do an investigation check and a perception check. Uh, In that order? Yeah. Can everybody make a perception check real quick? You can get the uh, the bonus on... um... You're advantage to investigation because of the dwarf background there.
1: Advantage? OK. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. So that's going to be a 19 to the okay. investigation check. And a 9 on the perception check. Okay. I
2: think I also got a
3: 9.
0: A 21 on perception. Uh, guys, why is it so cold here? Garzak's just cuddled in the corner. (laughs) I got a natural one. (laughs) No, I was kind of expecting that. So as the party seems to be getting the gear ready and heading out, Norhill walks outside and his feet crunch in the snow, making that weird spongy, crunchy noise that snow makes. And as he crunch, crunch, crunches out there and turns around and looks up at the peaks, you can tell that it's only about a day and a half away But you see what looks kind of like now that the sun's kind of cleared out and the clouds are a little bit more spaced out with the wind blowing so rapidly that you can see like almost like a shining metal reflection off in the distance at the peaks. And you can tell this must be something that they're talking about with Bolt Scrag as it looks like a giant antenna, though I'm not sure that Norhill knows what an antenna is. And for that reason, he just sees a tall shining metal beam in the distance. Like again, like a day and a half away, you see like a tiny glimmer as you're peeking out there. Um, But I will say that Anton, watching Norhill walk out there, crunch and squint and put his hands over his eyes and look it up, you see that whipping wind behind him begins to take up a bunch of the snow and it starts to almost make like sort of like a little miniature tornado behind him until it reaches about the size of about 10 feet tall at the tallest with snow kind of billowing inside of it. Very, I don't want to say, it's not very clear that this is the case until you see it kind of like start to move slowly towards him. And then at the point that you notice it moving towards him, you can see what looked to be almost like two anthropomorphized windy arms come reaching out as if to pummel Norhill to death. So let's get an
2: initiative count going.
3: Uh, the snow is going to get you.
2: I think this it's is the wind. This is all of Anton's biggest fears. The <laughs> snow comes to life to murder yeah. people. It's, it's It went from passive to proactive in its approach.
0: <laughs> uh, it's a depression elemental. <laughs> Dude, oh, I got a ten. Uh, at least it's not the murder elementals. <laughs> yeah, right. Or the sewage elemental. Um, yeah. Wait, uh, Ronnie, you got a 10?
3: Yeah.
0: Okay, roll off. I got a 9. You're high 10, I'm low 10. Who got above a 10? 16. Anybody got above a 16? Below 16?
2: Klika got a 1 plus 5, 6.
0: Okay. (laughs) Jarzak got an 8. It's just too cold for this. (laughs) So, Norhill, Anton, Snowy Air Monster, and then Klika Jarzak? Is that what we said? Jarzak, Klika. Right, 8, yep, okay. Okay, so with that, because of the nature of the surprise round, it goes immediately to Anton.
3: Shit. Uh...
0: And you see this billowing bundle of air come floating towards Norhill with the intent of beating him to death.
3: Well, I'm going to yell out Norhill Norhill, something's coming after you. Turn around.
0: That's a free action, and it ain't his turn. Uh, well,
3: I'm going to make it. Sure That's all I was going to do. I'm going to say Norhill is
0: about 10 feet outside of the place so he's not far away from the entrance so he's about 10 feet away from you
3: I'm going to hit him with a
0: why would you hit
2: Norhill
3: no it's the wrong wording I'm sorry I'm going (laughs) to
2: why are you assuming the air's gender
3: no I'm just going to make sure I.
2: it has an air penis Wow. Ew,
1: I
0: don't like that. It's late <laughs> pronouns. It's coming right for s- you, Dorhill.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna start with blessing everybody. So when they make an attack or a saving roll, um they can add a D4 to their attack. Or their D4.
0: D4. Don't forget to remind them, Ronnie.
3: Yes.
0: So you're blessing the three of us? Yes. And excluding <laughs> yourself? Okay.
3: Yeah, because I need to I wanna save my second level slots. So
0: is the Anton way. And so from behind, this billowing heap of angry air comes sneaking up to Norhill and is getting ready to lay the beat down on him as it drops two slamming fists made out of condensed air. Um, what's Norhill's armor class? 18. Okay. So the first one hits and the second one hits as well. Good boy. Yeah, this is not going to be good. Do, 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 do. So Norhill takes a total of sixteen points of damage as he's oh. unmerciful by this tornado given form, and mm-hmm. it just starts mm-hmm. beating on the Could you imagine that? Being like, "Hey guys, look, it's a day and a half away," and Anton's just like, "Blessings of the sun!" Like, why are you blessing us? And just nails him into the ground like a fucking nail.
1: Let's some to the light, boom, boom. Ah, I get it.
0: Uh, okay, and so now we go into typical initiative. So top is Norhill.
1: Okay, uh, so Norhill is immediately going to turn around and can you make out the creature?
0: Uh, you can see it. Again, it's whipped up enough snow that it takes on something of a general shape and form. But judging by the nature of this thing, Norhill can gauge just as a seasoned warrior that it's going to be very hard for him to be able to actually hit this wind and do damage. Yeah,
1: I know. And that's- I'm going to try anyway. Okay. Yeah, and so immediately, just almost without even thinking about how realistic it is, he pulls out his uh, war pick and tries to take a swing at it. Very good.
3: You get to add a two.
1: Uh, so then that is going to be a 16 to hit.
0: Okay, and so you swing in, and you manage, as the thing tries to duck away just instinctively, you still manage to swing at it and chop into what would be like underneath its armpit if it could have one, and you swing straight through it, severing a bunch of snowflakes and pulling a bunch of the snow torrent out of it, but it does nothing to disrupt the form of the creature. And Norhill's very well aware that this so is not going to be that's the It's
1: still a hit. So can I still turn that into a goading attack, even if I'm not going to do damage? Yeah. Alright, uh, so it needs to make a wisdom on a hit, spend to die. Uh, yeah, so it needs to make a wisdom save versus DC 14. Okay. That is a fail. Okay, uh, so until the end of my next turn, it's going to take disadvantage to hit anybody else. Sweet. Okay. uh, Norhill's going to use his bonus action to uh, second. Okay. For nine points.
0: Sweet. All right. Solid Norhill turn. All right. Now we go to the next highest, which is Anton, correct?
3: Yeah. (laughs) Hmm.
0: Get blessed in Anton.
3: I'm trying to think of what... I don't know if any of my spells could affect it.
0: Well, I will say that the nature of Norhill's failure is due to the fact that his weapons are not attuned to the ability to attack magical creatures. And because your spells will deal magical damage, pretty much any spell you can imagine will damage it, apart from certain magical effects. But that would be an arcana check.
3: Got it. Um... No,
0: uh... At this point, it's just a matter of picking which damage you want to do to it.
3: I mean, the best damage I have is, like, fire or holy. So I got to choose one or the other. Um, I think I'll try... Screw it. I think I'll do... Um, uh... Where are my flaming spells? I guess I'll do Scorching Ray.
1: Okay.
3: They're fire spells. For some reason. Okay,
0: fire uh, uh... They're attack rolls, right?
3: Yes. One second. I just need three days.
0: So it does do multiple. Oh wait, no, that was it. Yep. Yeah, okay. I'm thinking about the last episode where she did the sacred flame, and I thought you said scorching ray.
3: Yeah, wrong one.
0: All right, what do you got?
3: Um one of them definitely did not hit.
0: And did you add your spell modifier?
3: Yeah, one second. I got uh <laughs> do 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 do. do. I'm glitching. It's. I only have the spell attack, right? Why would I have the spell modifier?
1: You have the, the spell attack, attack modifier. Is what I yeah. meant to say, I suppose. Yeah,
3: that's why I got confused. Uh, yeah.
1: As if I said something so alien.
3: I got a twenty-three, a twenty-four, and an eight.
0: Did you say you weren't sure they were going to hit? You hit twice.
3: Well, no. I one of them. I was definitely sure didn't hit.
0: Okay, so go ahead and roll damage for two of them. <laughs>
3: So do i roll double damage
0: you roll damage for each individual ray i'm pretty sure it's probably like 2d6 or something like that per ray
3: yeah first one got seven points of damage second one got three points damage
0: 10. ew okay and so with that Anton stepping like one step forward to be at the mouth of the cave holds up the uh, lantern and fires out a couple of scorching rays of blinding light at the tornado looking air demon thingy out there Uh, and you manage to sunder a bit of the winds inside of it and the thing turns towards you with hostility in its eyes if it had eyes Oh oh boy! did you want to do anything on your turn such as like a movement or a bonus action
3: uh it won't help me here. One second,
0: count of three, Ronnie.
3: Well, I thought I had something with the warcaster, caster, and I can't find it. Um,
0: nah, you ain't got nothing. Nothing.
3: No, well, actually, no, I can't cast Shield of Faith on myself, can I?
2: I don't know. I can't do you have the spell description.
3: Well, it's a bonus action
2: can't We're just we cast it yeah
3: got it okay then i'm just gonna i'm just gonna get my shield ready because this thing's gonna whack me probably <laughs> that's all I can do i gotta get a defensive stance
0: you can't do oh my god okay that's it why no, can't i start.
3: get any defensive stance
0: you just spent your action you can't do dodge so now yeah see now i'm now i'm mad so our good friend, the pile of air, scoots away from Norhill, recognizing that his inability to actually hit it and just scoots by comfortably, not even worrying about having any sort of a uh, attack of opportunity. And as it scuttles by, it moves with near-impossible speed, moving nearly three times the speed as any one of you, as it thunders up full speed to uh, Anton in the blink of an eye and begins to pummel.
1: At disadvantage.
0: Indeedly. One of them hits... Uh, with a 23. I imagine that's a... And the second one is a miss with an 11. Okay, So it swings in full pummels and swings in with full thunk thunks, deals 14 points of damage as it slams into you, sending you to the wall with a quick thump. What the fuck? Okay. And then goes to the next person in line, which is Jarzak. What do you got, Jarzak? So,
1: guys, it... Does this count as a ghost? Can this be my ghost
0: victory? <laughs> or is it just, is wind different? I don't think it's a ghost. Oh, great. I cast my uh, Hexblade's Curse on it, and then I'm going to attack it. Okay. And your weapon's considered magical? Yep. Uh, and if I could go behind it to flank. Uh, because it's taking up the entire doorway, you'd have to be traveling straight through it. With... I mean, it, it's wind. That's fine.
3: You want to walk right into a I tornado? don't think you
0: can move through it. I think it can move past <laughs> you, but I don't think you can move through it. So, are you just got to wait a
1: <laughs> That is a.
3: You get a plus one to your attack, by the way.
0: Ooh. Oh, nice. Oh. Damn, we forgot to roll concentration. Ronnie, roll a roll a con save for 28 your twenty eight
2: to hit a twenty eight to hit. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think you hit.
2: Did you roll a nineteen? Yeah, you crit <laughs> on a nineteen. Don't forget. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Well, looky here, <laughs> huh?
0: Uh, that's a crit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as as my associate has just explained to me. Oh. And. <laughs> For Dude, Max damage.
3: Advantage. Oh shit! Thirty-two
0: Wait, damage. Thirty-two damage. Yeah. Holy shit! So this thing, as you walk up to it, describe the. Uh, well, actually, hold on, Ronnie. What'd you get on the score?
3: Uh, you doubled uh, the hex play to die too. My...
0: I didn't roll the hex blade die yet.
3: Uh, just took it for my rolling advantage because I'm a warcaster.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you do. I think. Man, uh, look at that feet.
3: Yeah, it's actually working out. Uh, <laughs> 16.
0: Sweet. Okay. So you maintain your concentration through it. What does Jarzak's attack look like? Describe the whole oh, turn. Yeah. It, it feels it's, like that's a pile of moves there. It's added into the, the dice roll on DD Beyond Ryan. So okay. it did roll that. Uh, I also love thinking that like as as Jarzak's like getting up from his little warmth heap in the corner as he's the last one to get up to go on the walk, he's just like, Is there a ghost? And Anton's like, I don't think it's a ghost. He's like, Is
1: there a ghost? Like, I curse you. <laughs> I shall slay this ghost. <laughs> Takes his axe in two hands and just sl- slams through
0: it. It's like, ah, oh, that'll teach you, ghost. And the thing's not dead though. It looks like it's going to be going for you next as you manage to sunder the thing and brutalize it incredibly so. Guys, this seems more like wind than a ghost. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn it, not again. I'll have to find another ghost later. And so, with that... Okay, is that the end of your turn?
1: <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's okay. it. <laughs> Brutal. Okay. Uh, and then what's first? Uh,
2: So, Klikka will cast Shadow Blade. And then it's in the entrance of the cave now, correct? Yep, right at the mouth of it. Oh, okay.
3: You get a plus one.
2: Wow. <laughs> that's the one we need. And, yeah. So, I will make my attack... does a 21
0: hit it sure do So all three of you guys are standing at the entrance stabbing whacking and doing the things
2: so 14 psychic damage okay
0: and what is it do you throw it or are you stabbing it i'm stabbing it okay so you just come sauntering up with a quick little run and start stabbing it at the wind mm-hmm. okay is there anything else you want to do on this turn
2: uh if i can throw flicker over to norhill i'll do that but i don't know how far away he is now because the creature it's only about moved.
0: only about 10 feet
2: okay so if i can get flicker to norhill either through my own movement or some other way i would like to do that
0: okay Um uh, norhill do you want to roll me a dexterity saving throw Cool, so Klika tosses it and you manage to catch it perfectly. And the thing f- seems to fit your dwarfish hand and the little eyeballs on the skull glow in a way that makes your skin crawl.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Throws it off the mountain.
1: Oh, what the fuck did you just give me?
0: <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Klika's with the enemy. Okay, um, and so with that, now goes to the top of the initiative with Norhill on the top, having caught the blade.
1: So Norhill is going to go charging into flanking, uh, flicker in one hand, shield in the other. Okay, go for it. And try to stab the wind. <laughs> uh, let's see, that is going to be a dirty 20 to hit. Cool. Um, and then I'm also going to turn this into a goading attack again.
0: Okay totally totally.
1: it is going to take nine points of piercing damage and make a wisdom saving throw
0: sweet okay and it got a 15 on the saving throw
1: uh that succeeds
0: okay and so with that uh is that the end of your turn
1: uh how's it looking if
0: it looks like anything at all what do you mean? If it looks like anything at all?
1: Yeah, can I tell how wounded it is?
0: If yeah, I mean, it seems to be wavering and dissipating even before you guys, and more chaotic movements.
1: I'm gonna surge and try to attack again.
0: Sweet, go for it. Oh, you are lucky if you kill it too. Now that I've got the entire party
1: within base range. Oh, uh, lucky. Let's see. So that is going to be a twenty-five. Okay,
0: fine. Don't worry, don't worry there's still one more party member in case he doesn't <laughs> yeah,
1: right. uh, this time for s- seven points of piercing
0: damage okay sweet alright so this thing again looks like it's dissipating and it doesn't look like it's going to make it much longer hopefully Anton can finish the job or it's boo-boo times for everybody uh, I mean totally not boo-boo times
3: I I got this even- bud I think I'm going to use another Scorching Ray. Okay.
0: Roll your attack rolls. If the wind knocks us back, three of us will just go into this wall back here. Now, if you get... Uh, <laughs> if you're in base contact with that war caster thing, you still take disadvantage shooting in, right? Uh, spells aren't a disadvantage range thing. Even in base contact, you can't cast a disadvantage? I think that's just with the ranged weapons. I might be wrong. I thought, I mean, it would make sense to me if you were doing a ranged attack and base contact, but it might. I mean, I could
3: switch it to burning hands if that's really the case.
0: Well, if you do, you're going to burn Norhill pretty good.
3: Well, (laughs) (laughs) the decisions you'll
0: make. Yeah, remember that you have a disadvantage on range attack roll if you are within five feet of a hostile creature that you can see and that isn't incapacitated. Cool, cool. All right, maybe,
3: maybe I'll do a burning hands instead.
0: You're going to burn Norhill.
3: That's just freaking fall, okay? <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> what okay,
1: Miss awful good cleric.
3: Yeah, you, whoa. I mean,
1: you can walk away too and do on. it. Let's right?
3: Wait, is there any way for me to back up, Dan? So I'm no longer in base contact or am I going to get an attack of opportunity?
2: You're going to get an attack of opportunity. But I mean, you could also take the um, dodge or disengage action and then just use your bonus action to cast either healing word or uh, shield of glory or whatever it is.
3: Yeah, that's not going to kill it.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, Uh, but I mean, if I were you, I'd just take the step back.
3: Yeah, we might all benefit,
0: uh, unless he downs you, then <laughs> <laughs> <What's it? laughs> so, uh, yeah, just uh, burn them both. <laughs> no, I think <laughs> Cook Hill. he's out in the snow, he'll be fine, he'll just stop yeah, dropping roll. There you go, yeah, see, <laughs> okay, Ronnie. So maybe
3: I'll do it, I'll do a backup and a shield of faith on myself.
0: Is that how you want to do it, Ronnie? You don't want to back up and scorch this thing with scorching Ray?
3: You literally just told me I couldn't do that.
0: Well, you didn't. I said you take the attack of opportunity.
3: I don't want to take the attack of opportunity. <laughs>
0: yeah, so well, that's just... the way the game works. Yeah, so then just Burning Handsome. Come on, Ronnie, take the chance. What would Anton do? Risk his life to save but his I... friends?
3: I thought it was literally hold i burning hands i burn norhill or i step back and attack and i take an attack opportunity or i just disengage and do a shield of faith and hope for the best
0: yeah those are the three options
3: that i'm gonna do a shield I mean, of there's faith there's and hope for the
1: an best infinite amount of
0: other options that you could take yeah well, those well, are the three pressing okay so who's shield of faith on
3: norhill
2: okay fair enough all right I buy you, Zach. Yeah, Norhill's only like the second tankiest. You
3: get a plus two to your (laughs) AC, Norhill.
0: Neat. Okay. And so with that, the air that seems to be very angry at you guys uh, surges in a burst of torrential winds, and I'm going to need each and every one of you three who are still in base contact to make a strength saving throw. Good. This is my specialty. And we get the the we're blessed, right, or whatever. No, that
3: was only for one round.
0: No, it lasts for, it lasts like, for a minute. Unless yeah, this correct. new spell is concentration that you just did. It this... is. Okay, then never mind.
3: Yeah, this is not only...
0: Uh-oh. <laughs> yup. Alright, what do we got on our strength saving throws? 16. Sweet. Surprisingly good for Jarzak. 13. Oh,
3: thanks fucking god, I You.
0: You're you didn't need to, you on. left. Yeah, you backed up. You didn't have to. Oh, never mind. <laughs> You took away everybody's blessing and walked away.
2: <laughs> um, I think you got a 15.
1: And Norhill got a 13. And what did Kleeke get? 15?
2: Yes. Yeah, I just one. got
1: the best on a strength check. What <laughs> world is
0: this? It's all about the appearances. As long as you look like you can handle it, you kind of can. Okay, and so with that... Um, the wind uh, bursts out and you guys all manage to stave yourselves against the uh, biting winds and the force pushing you guys basically to knees, but never managing to lose your footing. Um, and at this point, uh, you each of you guys take nine points of damage.
2: kind of damage? Uh, bludgeoning. Okay,
0: and that's its turn. And now we go to Jarzak. I'm gonna attack it again. Twenty-four to hit. That's a hit, and that is going to be eleven points of damage. Okay, so eleven magic points of damage. damage dissipates the beast. Describe the kill. Uh, yeah, Jarzak does like a uppercut swing into it, and as he does that, because it's gotten his hex blade curse, kind of like the air just like collapses down and then flows into like Jarzak's axe. Sweet. And okay. Jarzak just looks like he's, you know, doing pretty good, like he didn't take damage oh, at all. Do you heal from um from the kill on it, yeah. Sweet, sweet. And okay. I heal by how much we took, so it's perfect. Well <laughs> oh, perfect then. Just all oh right. wow, I feel great, guys.
1: That was
3: I'm gonna that was a good ghost.
1: Have, Wind.
3: If we have time, I'm gonna do a prayer of healing on myself, Norhill and well, does need me? Yeah. I'll do it because I'm not feeling that right.
0: How much healing does it do for everybody?
3: Uh, I think it's, it's it's a lot. It's 2d8 plus my modifier.
0: Okay. So go ahead and roll that real quick.
3: Yeah, let's see. Where's my other d8?
0: All the excitement of Ronnie finding dice. Brought to you by the letter... 14 uh, points. Damn. 14. damn.
1: He'll bot, heal bot. All the way back up the pole.
0: Damn. All right. And so with the healing delivered, standing at the mouth of the cave and prepped and ready to go on their way up to Bolt's Crag, that's where we're going to end the episode.